everybody, this is John Tatey welcoming you back at long last to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey, to share her view of pop culture, small town life, and the riddles of human nature. Oh, those riddles. On this episode, we discuss the Netflix stand-up special, Fred Armisen, Stand Up for Drummers. Let's bring mom in now. Hi, mom. Hi, Johnny. How are you? I'm good. Wow, a lot has happened since our last podcast. Uh, almost too much to really catch the really? listeners up on. Really? I was in, in and out of the hospital. Uh, what else happened? Father's Day happened in there somewhere. Uh, the in-laws came to town for a week. They are very eager to hear their tri- trip discussed on the podcast, but I don't really have a ton to... I hope... <laughs> sorry to disappoint them, but I don't have a ton to share um, from their trip. Nice well, trip. What's been going on in your neck of the woods, uh, Ma? Well, I have, let me tell you, we went to Maine yesterday. It was, the weather was not the ultimate, but we had a very nice time. We went to a new restaurant uh, for lobster with uh, <laughs> Ashton, your nephew, and mm-hmm. Jade and Matt. We had the best time. Oh, Just, good. Yeah. However, you know, I always associate Maine with the special candy. And we could not find it to save our lives. We went in every candy store, every little shop, and Jade kept saying, oh, they sell it at the Hannaford's. They sell it at the... Because Ashton likes it very much. And what I, is it? The candy that I sent to you and Anna. Oh, the Needums? Yes. This is a special candy. It is a special. It's very old. It's made with potatoes and... Oof. <laughs> You know, you told yeah. me that last night. Your mom sent us a bunch of these. I guess that you got <laughs> earlier, not on this trip, right? Right. That you had gotten before. And they taste like just chocolate-covered coconuts, and that's what I thought they were. And yeah. then mom told me there's potatoes in them, and I don't know if I can eat the rest of them. Blech. Well, let me tell you. When when Anna was pregnant with Leo, we went to Maine with her mom. We had a great trip up there, and on the way out... There was a little gift shop that had Needham's, and I bought two because as I was <laughs> as I was describing them to Anna, she was saying, "Oh, that's uh, that sounds awful," and it I does. don't I don't like the sound of that. And so we got home, and she broke one out and ate it, and she said, uh, "Did we get any more of these?" <laughs> I said, "No, there's only there's one left, and it's mine," and. Uh, so she was a real fan, and I thought she would recognize them right away. I guess she didn't, because she didn't make any special note of them. Maybe because she's not pregnant anymore. Maybe, yeah. That's that. And I think they are a very delicious candy, and maybe there's a little nutrition in there even. So, yay, candy. <laughs> there is coconut in them, too, though, right? Or no? Uh... I guess. It's been a while since I had one. I thought I would be eating millions of them today, but now I'm not. So I would like to know if the listeners know about Needham's. Yeah, Um, any of our northern New England listeners, which I know we have a bunch, um, if you know Needham's, N-E-E-D-H-A-M, are they named after the people who invented them, I guess? mm, I don't know. I don't know much about them, actually. Great name, Needham's. (laughs) <laughs> I need my Needums. 
I got a need for Needums. Maybe they would like to sponsor us since we are, uh, uh, anyway, so, all right, now moving on. <laughs> since we are what? Destitute? <laughs> uh, I we have, are available for are sponsorship, available, is that what you right. meant? You, yeah, you we've got nothing but through. open. Yeah, got nothing but open spots on the schedule. Um, go ahead, Mom. Lately, now I don't eat here very often, but lately when you go to McDonald's, you are <laughs> what? Is this a new topic now, McDonald's? Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. Still uh, junk food is the general subject. All right, matter, but I'm not that good at segues, you know, um, or many other things. Uh, but anyway, when you pull into the drive-thru at McDonald's now, they greet you and they say, Welcome oh. to McDonald's. Are you using our app today? Are you using the app? Yeah. Yeah. And then you say, no. And they say, just a minute. And then they say, welcome to McDonald's. What can I get you today? <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to get out of the car and scream into that microphone I don't want any more impersonal interactions with people. I took the bother to leave my house <laughs> and come here. The least you can do is talk to me. What is that? Did you use our app today? Let us have our robot serve you at the third window. I, I am just so fed up with it. Nobody yeah. wants to talk to you anymore. Check yourself out. Well, I was telling you just before we got on the air, and I'll repeat the oh, short version for yeah. the sake of the listeners, but um, I had to take my beloved um, old Jetta Hybrid in for service because it was lurching and <laughs> herka-jerking down the road. Um, and they sent me a text message yesterday with a link to some web app that just had a listing of the problem that I told them about and then a little arrow coming down for it that from it that said um, transmission replacement needed um, 12,400 some odd dollars and two buttons below it that said like go ahead or not today I liked that not today that was the that was the no well let me think about that and no phone call. Or, or anything to explain it. I called them this morning and told them, A, I was not going to be having them conduct this service, and B, I'm a human being. Like, this is not the way to deliver this news that you think my car is basically a total loss. Like, they're asking me to spend as much as it's worth on it. Um, now, I don't know if they're right or wrong. I have a suspicion that, they, that, it's, that I can get it done for less. Um, but the just coldness of it like that's bad news like the news that your car is basically totally busted um in their opinion is really bad news and they send it to me through this automated system yes or no you want to do this yes or no or or you know if somebody called you perhaps you would ask three or four questions right and, and have a little <laughs> more information to make a decision i remember now when my car was doing that 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 sort of motion Lurching. that you're talking about. Yeah. Something underneath the car was had been bent by it it happened on delivery. It, it you know, it came oh. on a big delivery truck and and so something was bent 
underneath and they just replaced that and that was that was it so um i don't i don't think i'm going to be so lucky in this case but i do hope i can spend less than yeah. uh, thirteen thousand bucks all told on the whole thing but if you even if you had to spend the same amount wouldn't you rather just be going in and talking to mike the mechanic and yes him his saying this part over here is eroded or rusted or whatever the and let's be let's be clear about what we're pining for right here. We are pining for the quote unquote good old days of talking to the mechanic, which everybody hated because you don't know if they're lying <laughs> or not or if they right like yeah. people hate the mechanic. But now I'm like, oh god, it wasn't so bad. At right. least it was a human being talking to you. Right. Yeah, I'm with you, mom. Um, I have noticed the McDonald's asking for about the app, and there's even a sign at my McDonald's. Um, that says uh, if they don't ask you about the app, you get a free burger or whatever. Oh, for um, God's sake. Yeah. So they're really cracking the whip on that one. But yeah, I human contact, please. More of it. I, I think that people make jokes about people walking down the street, looking down at their phones, and it's not a joke. It's the no. truth. There's nobody that to smile at and say hello or... Right. A, a small nicety like that, that now when it happens, it's rather unusual. And pretty soon people just aren't even going to know how to react to that. They're, they're, that will just disappear. That will melt away like ice on a summer day. It's just we're losing a lot of humanity. I'm sorry. I know that sounds like old people talk, but it's the truth. It is. I think there needs to be a swing the other way. I think we need we are taking humanity for granted and um, I don't know if you saw that Apple Google uh, goggle thing, um, the Apple Vision, you know, and this is the I think I've said before on the podcast, this is the final frontier, I think, for the tech companies is they would love to conquer the face like they they would love to get themselves on our face so that we can't even see each other anymore. Um, I am drawing a line in the sand at my face. I am not putting that computer on my head, um, and I think we need to resist uh, a little more and value human intelligence before we get s our humanity is swept away by artificial intelligence. Um, yeah, and everybody thought the TV and rock and roll was going to be the downfall of us. Who knew? Well, I think about that, and I think, you know, we do adjust. Um, and we do adjust to new technologies, and we did think rock and roll was going to be the end, and we did think TV was um, going to poison the mind. Uh, I think that, you know, 20th century television, uh, that's a that's a whole area of study for the effects that that had on the society. But I do think we've come to understand in the 21st century how the fact that we so often were all watching the same thing and looking at a shared reality was really valuable in a lot of ways. Um, dangerous in some ways, for sure. Um, but uh, I think we're understanding the value of it in ways that we didn't before. Now, speaking of important television matters... We got another opening in the game show world. I'm so hoping this won't be as fraud as the last one, but we'll see. Pat Sajak has announced he is retiring from Wheel of Fortune. Um, I can't really come up with anybody to replace him, Mom, because all the hosts are gone. But you said you have some ideas. So give me some ideas and then maybe you'll spark some inspiration. In all me. right. Well, my 
my this takes a very special uh a little bit of um humor um mm -hmm. not fall off the couch humor but it takes a little humor i think and a little seriousness money is important to people and i came up with two possibilities one of them was melissa peterman do you know her no she is on uh 25 words or less a lot she was on the reba show uh she's very uh pleasant to look at has a nice personality um and i think has a certain range and i think she would be a good candidate my other candidate is conan oh i love it i love it I don't think he'd want to do it, but that's a oh, great idea. Okay. Well, he might want to do it. It's steady. It's. I think there's a minimum of work, and he could still do Yeah, it's an easy job. Yeah, he could still do his other uh, ventures. And so that was what I came up with. Wow, but I think that's a great... I'm jealous, Ma. I wish I had come up with that one. Conan O'Brien, host of oh, Wheel of Fortune, it's perfect. He's literate. He's, um, uh, you know, he's so he could host the show with some authority. And yet he's also so self-effacing um, that he would have that um, humor that you're looking for. I can't do better than that, Mom. Conan O'Brien. Now, you said there was someone who's rumored already to be in the running for it. Who's that? I haven't R heard that. Ryan Seacrest. Oh, I think Ryan Seacrest would be good, too. But you say that with some distaste. Well, I say that because I just think, uh, you know, in the in the peanut butter and jelly life of television, he might be uh, spread a little too thin. But I yeah. think I think he could do the job. I I wouldn't be unhappy with that. No, I wouldn't be unhappy with that either. I think Ryan Seacrest is a consummate host um i mean that that's like a blue chip choice as far as i'm concerned because he just knows how to run a broadcast you know his hero is dick clark and right. i really think there's a lot of dick clark in his style like unflappable um not 100 percent human <laughs> speaking of humanity right um a little bit of a machine as dick clark was but still like um you know, not a total robot either. Right, right. Um, I'm looking at <laughs> Melissa Peterman now, and I do recognize her seeing her face. Um, and I like that as a choice, too. Um, that's um, She'd bring a warmer presence to the yeah. role, I feel like. Um, wow, good choices. The Conan one, a little bit out of left field, it makes a ton of sense. Okay. He's not too busy right now. Well, that's what I figure. Um, that's what I figure. I just liked him as a fit. I did give this... More thought than anyone really should have. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Uh, Good thought, though. That's what I came up with. So you, but you forgot to think about it, right? I did forget to think about yeah. it, but that's all. I'm sorry. <laughs> and you do have a life, which I I'm, don't. So <laughs> that makes a big Mom, difference. I've had more life than I can handle lately, uh, <laughs> to be honest. But yeah. Um, uh, maybe they could bring Rolf Benerski back. Remember Rolf Benerski? Did he? No, he, he did. Uh, he did the Jeff Edwards show. What was that show? Uh, no, I don't know what uh, which one. Where people Jeff were, Edwards. people were. There was a group of people, and they 
They one of them jackpot. Was, is that what you're talking about? Yes. The Riddle game yes. show. No, Rolf Benerski hosted Wheel of Fortune uh, for a brief uh, stretch in wow. the early 90s, I want to say, maybe like 1990, 1991. I'd have to look it up. But um, he was a former NFL kicker who Merv Griffin just thought he would make a um, star of. And poor Rolf um, was, um, I think you can find on YouTube, Rolf Benerski's first day, but he just comes out and he, his basic air to him is, what am I doing here? And I can't believe this is happening. Um, poor Rolf did not fare too well, but maybe Rolf deserves a second chance. I'm going to say no right no? now. Yeah. yeah, no. You know, it really does take a, a certain combination uh, t- for my taste, you know, but maybe this is like uh, soup. Everybody likes it a little, but... I'm- well, and everybody's going to do it a little different. Um, I, and I think people should bring their own style to it. Um, as for instance, like Drew Carey has done on The Price is Right, like he's really made made that his own, and he is not Bob Barker, and I really admire him for that, although I haven't seen The Price is Right in a little bit. Um, I wish he would wear a tie, but he has decided he never wants to wear a tie again. And, yeah, because he's okay, fat fine. and sloppy and oh. whatever, but I like I liked Drew Carey, and I do like the game he made. In fact, I was thinking about that last night. I'm sorry, this is what I think about before I fall asleep. <laughs> I was thinking about what colors I would pick in Rat Race, because I do enjoy that game. <laughs> I thought that was the one you were talking about. Yeah. That uh, is a fun one. It is a fun one. Cause, I forgot that Drew invented that, yes. or helped invent it. It's it's one of my favorites. Uh, it's one of my favorites. I love it. Your your mouse might not go, or your rat might not go. It might go. I love Drew. Uh, I admired him before I met him, and then he was so kind to me oh, and my right. TV crew when we filmed that episode uh, with uh, you know on the set of The Price Is Right uh, back in the day. Um, he was so nice to us and so down to earth and um you know clearly started out and sort of guarded like i'm doing a celebrity interview mode and then could tell how much i loved the show and how much i appreciated the work he had done on it and really like welcomed us into the fold took us back into his dressing room that was uh, as i've said before that was a magical day and drew was a big part of that um so we'll see. We'll see who fills. I yeah. think the person who replaces Pat Sajak, you know, I feel like you're describing Pat Sajak as you describe what's required for this hosting job. And maybe the next person will have a different spin on it. Yeah. But then, you know, people will be all irritated. I mean, I think what Jeopardy did was stupid. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What a mess. We haven't a watched mess. it since. And and we do miss it. But uh, that's 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 the story. How it goes. <laughs> Too much acrimony and drama over the. That's a last job that should have had that much um, of a mess over it. But uh, all right, mom. Wow, we covered a quick little gamut there from Maine to McDonald's to Wheelow, as we used to call that's it. That's right. <laughs> Time for Wheelow. <laughs> Uh, let's uh, talk about our pop culture treat for the day, shall we? Mm. Or maybe you don't think it's so much of a treat. I do. Uh, we are talking about Fred Armisen's Stand Up for Drummers. A few years ago, I think this uh, special came out in 2018, 2019. Fred oh. Armisen, you may remember him from Saturday Night Live or perhaps Portlandia. 
he had a very specific idea for a special. He assembled an audience composed largely, but not entirely, of drummers, wrote a stand-up set largely, but not entirely, about drumming, and Netflix, for some reason, agreed to pay for the whole thing. Today, it is still available for download from Netflix's many computers. Here's a clip. Um, I've toured around this country a lot. I've been all over the place, all kinds of venues, all kinds of cities, all kinds of states, and uh, everyone speaks a different way. It's kind of the, it's kind of the beauty of it. Maine? The, Maine, is, you can almost hear England there. Vermont, do they hit the T's? The T's are here, Vermont. Massachusetts, my daughter, Massachusetts, my... Oh, my daughter got married in June. June, it's a kind of bite. It's sort of a throat bite. Boston, Massachusetts. And Connecticut, you kind of start to get a little bit of that East Coast, kind of almost New York, but not quite Connecticut. I, that's my business, not yours. Yeah, it's just Connecticut. And then uh, New York City. New York City's got a lot of accents. Uh, Manhattan. Manhattan's kind of, you know, uh, Upper West Side is kind of very serious. And um, I always fear medical condition. Uh, <laughs> Upper West Side medical condition. And uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn's a little more tough. Yeah, Brooklyn, what? Brooklyn. So Brooklyn's tough, but the Bronx, the Bronx is in the lungs. What? The Bronx, Brooklyn. The Bronx, Brooklyn. Manhattan, Manhattan. Professional Manhattan, Brooklyn. Fred Armisen's Stand Up for Drummers is available on Netflix. Remember Netflix? Yeah, it's still around. Mom, was Fred Armisen on a drum roll, or do you think he should beat it? Oh, he, this <laughs> this is one of the first things I wrote about it, that <clears throat> if we could put Eve's moves on the $8 trampoline uh, out in the yard, it would be more entertaining than this special was eve is my young daughter so mom is saying that a child bouncing on a small trampoline is better than fred armison stand up for drummers she had more moves i think than you were not charmed by this special at all i was not only charmed it's one of those things where i just want to yell at somebody to get my money back because i just i thought this was so self-indulgent and there was no payoff, and I think this is the trouble with seeing people that sometimes are funny in real life, that that they are very funny in skits, but in real life, I mean, I think that the <laughs> Fred Armisen you see is really who Fred Armisen is, and if I was Elizabeth Moss and saw this, I would want to divorce him all over again. <laughs> well, she she did say when they divorced that he um uh this is secondhand Anna told me this but um apparently Elizabeth Moss said that Fred Armisen does the best impersonation of a human being that she's yes. ever seen. I would that have to. said Elizabeth Moss is a bit of a weirdo herself, well, right? Okay. So um but yeah, I think I do think you're right. I think this is an hour of Fred Armisen getting on stage and saying I'm going to be Fred Armisen for this whole time up here and that's it. And I quite enjoyed that. No. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't sitting here busting a gut, but look, I watch it over lunch and it's basically like Fred's keeping me company and I did, loved when he Did you laugh loved, at anything? 
I did laugh. Yeah, I did laugh. Yeah. Um, and I laughed when he was going around the country and doing all the accents um, and talking about how people speak in different parts of the country and how you do their accent. He did that. Um, I saw with Anna um, recently, I told you, um, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, they were doing a little tour and they um, did a number of shows at the Chicago Theater and uh, we saw one and Fred Armisen made a surprise appearance during their little, they did like a little weekend update type, type segment and Fred Armisen came on and did um, the accents of Chicago, like just put a map of Chicago up and pointed to different parts of it and said, you know, up here they talk like this and oh, this is the angry speaking part of the city and having been here for a decade now, I was steeped enough in local culture to really appreciate how he got the details of everything. So I also enjoyed him seeing him seeing him do it for the whole country. I loved um, he had these uh, different drum sets set up going down the middle of the auditorium there. Um, and uh, near the end of the show, he uh, stepped down from the stage and sat down at each um drum kit and you know there was one that was like a typical drum kit from the 50s and this is the type of sound it was he basically did the accents routine for different decades of drumming and talked about the different styles of music and like and i did to me was the most educational like i was just learning stuff when he was going through that then we move on to the 40s this is a sort of gene krupa big band style kit and this is where like Or the dude, the the hi-hat would sort of, that kind of came into play where they could play with their sticks too. And and brushes. Brushes, so cool. Very nice. That's like the sort of last of that sort of swinging sound. And when it started, he started with... uh, a sequence of uh, this is jazz, this is zydeco, this is the blues, mm. and I thought, oh, this is going to be uh, really interesting. But it was such a sample of each thing that it that it then sort of flubbered. You know, it, it went <laughs> it went through. Uh, he went through different styles of musicians. You know, this is what. And and that was good, but when when he said, you know, this is so much fun for me, I thought, well, I'm glad because I am not having any fun with you. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, I I think that was true. It was fun for him, and if we had fun watching him, that wasn't really a major concern uh, for him. And I I don't know. I I do enjoy that spirit. Um, in a comedian, he's almost allergic to momentum in this uh, mm. special. You know, Ooh. it's anytime something feels like it's going to get rolling, you're right. He does kind of make it peter out, um, and wow. it 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 refuses to gain momentum. Yeah. And I was I was okay with that, but I also totally understand how um, it would be a turnoff for many. Um, this is an old special, like I said in the intro, and I just, having seen Fred Armisen in person, I was craving a little bit more, and I got pure, unfiltered Fred. 
And there's not much there, is there? <laughs> I think there's a huge depth of knowledge and okay. interest there. Okay. Uh, I mean, he clearly knows drumming, right? Well, yes, but even that, you know, play a song and show me your drumming. Show me your different... Uh, yeah, he refused. Yeah, there. I mean, I just think it was a lost opportunity to... You know, I like music. I, I like the drums. I love, you know, I think Ringo Starr is amazing when you listen to some of those Beatle records and take them mm. apart and, and hear it. But, um, you know, I'm not against drums, but they're a <laughs> no. little, they're a little, they're a little, they need some help, you know, they're. It's yeah, I mean, it's, and I think that's part of the conceit is, like, even if it were stand-up for guitarists, right? right? Like, oh, the guitar, you can play a song on the guitar, right? You can craft a melody. Like, drummers is so niche within niche um, that, yeah, it's just, it's percussion only. Um, yeah, but... Still, I, he did give you a sense of those different musical eras, did he not? And yes. as he played, you know, the 50s, the 60s, 70s, did you not say, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, that oh, is. Yeah. that he, very much. Um, so, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a niche item, to be sure. Yeah. All right, Mom. Well, I won't uh, make you talk about um, this especially niche special any longer. What is your grade for... Fred Armisen stand up for drummers. Well, I give it a C, but mostly because he was brave enough to put it all on tape and then make Netflix pay for it because it it really it, it was not that interesting for me. <laughs> for me. So for um for pure audacity, it gets a C. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. I think so. To think that this was I mean, and who edited it? You know, that's that's another thing. Who picked out the good parts and what did they discard? I wondered that, too, because there were a number of clear edits in the um, special. So I did wonder God, what got cut. Really? Um, <laughs> what is on the floor? I just want to know that. Did somebody make a mistake and say something funny? And, oh, that has to go. We can't have that in here. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> mom what's your recommendation this week uh, my recommendation is a show called miranda so it's miranda hart and it's, it's uh, uh it shows her life as a joke store owner which, <laughs> which is really that is not the basis of it at all but it's a show that you start out and you're rolling your eyes and you're rolling your eyes and then oops you laugh and it's a show that I've really tried not to like because <laughs> everybody just loved it. And I find myself laughing right out loud at it. So it's a very quirky type of show. It's a comedy. And it is on, I think it's on Netflix. I'm not sure if we watch it on Netflix or Prime. It says it's available through Prime on BritBox. Do you pay for BritBox? Yeah, we have a subscription to BritBox. Okay, okay. Uh, so you got to have BritBox to watch this, huh? Sorry. That's all right. Um, find it on BritBox. It's also, uh, according to my uh, quick Google search here, to 
assist mom. Uh, it's also available on Tubi. Remember Tubi? No. Tubi. That just sounds like Does anybody like a, have Tubi? <clears throat> it sounds like a belly button channel. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I've ever watched anything on Tubi. No. But according to my quick research, it's also available on Tubi. But mom's much watching it on Amazon Prime by way of BritBox, which is this subscription service for British TV. And there's lots of good stuff on there. So there clearly, including Miranda, which including is mom's Miranda. recommendation this week. That'll do it for this edition of Pop Mom. Mom and I will be back soon to talk about more pop culture. The question, as always, is what should we talk about, Mom? I think we should try and scrape up something interesting for next time. Really? Well, it's... Man, judging by this week, that's going to be a struggle. But uh, we'll do our best. (laughs) Even though I I thought you were interesting, Fred. Fred, if you're listening, I think you're interesting. Of course, he couldn't care less. That's the whole point of the special. True. Uh, but something interesting, that's what we will have for you next time. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends. We'd love to get email. The address is popmom at ological.net. Talk to us about anything. How about a letter before we go? Because uh, we got a couple of we nice ones very, after our last, very right? nice ones, yes. Didn't we? Yes. Um, let's dip into the mailbag before we go. Stop the music. Stop the theme song. <laughs> We got to read a couple of these letters now that I think of the email inbox. Uh, This one's from Ginger. She writes, Hi, John and Bonnie. I'm a fan of the Pop Mom podcast, and your latest episode prompted me to write in. I've often felt there were interesting parallels between your mother-son relationship and my relationship with my dad. We hear this all the time. People uh, relate to their parents through our podcast, and I do love to hear that. Um, One big way we connected... Um, was over pop culture. He was always willing to listen to any music I foisted upon him, and he would call out of the blue to ask if I had seen a particular movie wanting to get my thoughts. I shared stories from your podcast with him, which would spur our own conversations. I even played him an episode or two when I visited because he claimed to not be able to figure out podcasts. I applaud the extra effort, Ginger. Thank you. Um, Ginger continues, he passed away recently, and John's mention of a bridge joke from Laugh-In, Bridge the Card Game, uh, is exactly the sort of thing I would tell my dad on one of our calls. He was a lover of all card games and had been playing a lot of bridge over the last few years. I know there will be countless other similar imagined conversations I will want to have with him about pop culture in the future, so I wanted to thank you for your lovely podcast and let you know what it has meant and will mean to me. Signed, Ginger. Ginger, thank you so much for that email. Man, that really, that made our day to get that email. So heartwarming. Right, Mom? Yes, very heartwarming. And we're very sorry for the loss of your dad. Uh, Eventually, I guess we all get there. uh, And it always stinks. And it's never easy. Uh, one more before we go from Jack B. Jack Breakfast, it says his Ooh. name is. I usually I usually don't give out full names, but I can't resist telling people this one comes from Jack Breakfast. I hope you don't mind, Jack. Um, he writes, I enjoy Pop Mom tremendously, and I would like to thank you and Bonnie, et cetera, et cetera. Thank you, Jack. Uh, he thanks me for my Better Call Saul reviews, which I know I need to get back yeah. to. Um, please, please know that I know that. <laughs> um, but he continues... Uh, On one episode of Pop Mama, you mentioned working for your family company. 
I would like to tell you that I, too, work for a family company. My bosses are my parents, and whenever we are required to do a job together, I lovingly refer to us as the moron triplets. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, here's as we say goodbye uh, on this edition of Pop Mom, a hearty salute to the moron triplets, and thank you for spreading the good word. Jack and Ginger, remember to tell your friends, remember we love email, popmom at ological.net. That's it. That's really it this time. We love you. Mom and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, Mom. Bye, Johnny. I love you. Love you, too.